everybody. We're so glad you're here this morning. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, God is good all the time, especially to me, because God loves me so much more than I will ever know. And who in here knows that's true? Amen. God is so good to us. Uh, and who in here knows we don't deserve it? Now, I think sometimes I do, but uh, when I'm really honest, I know I never do. Can I have an amen? I don't, nobody deserves it. But he's so good and he never gives up on us. So if you will, we're going to um, uh, just open up our service. And so if you'll bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. And Father, we thank you for doing a supernatural, supernatural work in our lives today through your spirit and through your word. And that, Father, our lives will never be the same. That, Father, we are called and anointed for the day we live in. And, Father, we will walk in the knowledge of you in this day and be found faithful in your sight. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we give you this service. We thank you, Father, for all things will be done to your glory. And we just worship you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, Grace Summit. We're doing good this morning? We're doing good this morning? Amen, amen. I'm going to ask everybody to stand to your feet. We're going to praise Him and worship Him this morning as best we can. In Jesus' name, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the breath in our lungs. We thank you for everything you've given us, Father God, that we can use to praise you and worship you, Father God, that we can use to serve you better, to love you better, to know you better. In Jesus' name, we thank you for all your goodness and faithfulness. We thank you for this Christmas season. In Jesus' name. And all the saints said, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm trying to make sure. I'm going to be transparent. I'm trying to make sure this is going to work. In Jesus' name. There we go. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to ask y'all this morning. Let's do this. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul. This bag of bones. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. Slowly drifting. This bag of Let's sing this out, and just when I, just when I ran out of road, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. Oh, picked me up, turned me around. He placed my feet on the solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because you healed my heart, saying my name forever free. I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I thank God. Let's sing this next. I cannot deny. In Jesus' name. Like ashes in the wind. Let's sing this so, so. So, so long to my old friends. Burden 
Bit and ash, you can just keep them moving. You ain't welcome here, let's sing this from now till I. Now till I walk streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward child has found its way back home. Pick me up, turn me around, and place my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior, because you healed my heart, you changed my Savior, I thank God. He's good, amen. And every season, he's good, amen. Let's sing this out. Hell lost another one because they didn't get us. In Jesus' name. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Saying, we thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, I want to sing that out one more time. Because he picked me up, he turned me around, and he placed my feet on solid ground. And we thank you for it with every chance we get. In Jesus' name, let's sing this out. He picked me up, turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior. Because you healed my heart, you changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. He's good, amen. He's good, amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we raise our voice this morning. It's not just another Sunday. It's not just another service. It's not just another time to sing some songs that we know, Father God. It's an encounter with you. It's an interaction with you. It's a response to you, Father God. Whatever you would call us to do, however you would prompt us, however you're going to teach us this morning, Father God, we thank you and we wait with you and we listen for you and we're open to whatever you would do in Jesus' name. We thank you for the miracles that are being done. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. 
Addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Yes, we do this morning Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire yes we will free you and I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Let's sing that out. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold and shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Sing this shout, Jesus, everywhere. Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name of Jesus. Let's sing that together in unison with our hearts. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus, your name is power, your name is healing, your Stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Let's sing, shout Jesus, shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus. 
worshiping together we always want to offer the opportunity for anybody who is looking for prayer partnership breakthrough consistent reminder of his faithfulness and our prayer team and our staff would love to be those people with you this morning so if you have anything in your heart in your life that you love prayer and partnership for to advocate with you we would love to be those people so as our staff and prayer team come to the forward. We would just want to welcome you and encourage you to please come forward for anything big or small that you might need prayer for in your life. While we sing this again, who else would rocks cry out to and worship? I love that so much because you're not going to on our accounts. Amen. Who else would rocks cry out to worship? Whose glory taught the stars to shine? 
Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs, a thousand more, a thousand more. In Jesus' name, He's good, Amen. He's good, Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, let's sing this one more time together. With a thousand hallelujahs, we magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Thank you. 
Say amen. Amen. I mean, give him a good hand clap. Amen. Amen. I, um, can, we, can we use that background, How Great Is Our God? What, can you find that one? Is that How Great Is Our God? Is that it? Same song? Okay, okay. We need, we need hand signals. Uh, I have no idea. I couldn't see you. I, I, I felt led this morning uh, to do two things. And um, before we transition out of prayer time, and if this is all we do today, this is all we're going to do today. Uh, I want us to take communion. Um, this is a, a good season we're going into. But then I also want to do this too. And you can be seated for a moment. They're passing those out. So um, I, I want to give a, uh, a clear. I, I want to encourage you right now. Who, who in here would say, I've got family members who need Jesus? And, and hold it up and hold it up for a moment. Okay. So if you got your hand up, here's, here's what you're going to do. You're going to reach behind you, in front of you, beside you somewhere and get you a connection card. And I want you to write their names on it. The next few minutes while I talk, before we receive communion, I want you to uh, write their names on it. I uh, don't mean to get weepy. Um, I was having lunch, a dinner one night this week with somebody and we were talking about different people and... Um, <laughs> hell's a lot hell's a you know in fact I am in the small group this morning I got telling how why I got saved and I got saved at four and it hit me the other day Jackson is the age I got saved 
And it's amazing to me to, to look back and be that young, that, that small, and to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Uh, but that preacher, Brother N.C. Jones, his name was Nathaniel C. Jones, and him and my dad had known each other for years. My dad said that always stood for no count Jones. And he actually told me, he goes, call him that one day. And I said, no, that's the man of God I got saved under. I, you know, and um, I just couldn't do it. But N.C. Jones, Brother Jones preached hell so hot that night and so real in my heart, in my, my imagination. I've always joked that that Church of God church in High Point, North Carolina was hot and needed air conditioning. And if there's any place hotter than that church that Sunday night, I didn't want to go there because I didn't want to be in that church on Sunday night. Can I have an amen? I was four. I wanted to be home watching the wonderful world of Disney and Mutual All Homes Wire Kingdom followed by F Troop. Can we all have an amen to old TV people? I still remember that. And, um, but I got saved. And uh, I got thinking this morning praying and, uh, you know, uh, we've all got someone in our family or someone we know. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want anybody I hate. I don't like. Let's not say hate. I don't like to go to hell. Um, hell is a long time of eternity. It says that it's weeping, gnashing of teeth, where the worm never dies. I ain't into bugs now. Can I have an amen? I'm definitely not into bugs in heat, in all that heat. And I want us to have a confidence this year. And um, we've been preaching the last couple weeks on the good hand of God, that the good hand of God will move in their life. And I guess it was so much in my heart this morning in the um, small group. You know, you, you wonder why some people don't accept. You wonder why some people don't come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and walk in certain things. And uh, I've, I've come to the grips with this, this one verse that says that the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them lest they should see. They just can't see it. And sometimes we get all aggravated with them. But who in here knows if you don't know and you can't see, and that's all you know. That's all you know. And so what we have to do is we have to pray intercessory prayers. And we have to plead the blood of Jesus over their life and call them, and not just let them go. And I'm not saying we preach to them 24 seven. I'm not even saying we, I, I, in fact, sometimes in my opinion, you should never preach to your family because your family don't care to hear you preach. Because <laughs> a prophet has no honor in his own country. Now the waitress at Cracker Barrel will be the woman of God in their life. Can I have an amen? Don't ever take that personal. But they'll receive from them when they won't receive from you. And the reason being is they know your faults and they don't like that. Thank y'all for that great enthusiasm of preaching there, but amen. <laughs> but I want you to write those names down. When I traveled for years, um, I would do these services and this was back in the revival days and we called it taking your family for God. And I had these little cards we made up and I had this nice little script and we, you know, people, this is before emails. I wasn't collecting emails and addresses. This is just something to get everybody doing something and, and to get their faith. And we would take those cards and we would spread them out. We'd pray over them every night. And uh, it was miraculous. However, usually, usually it would take six, nine, nine months, a year. Not, sometimes it would happen in the service, but you know, a lot of times it, it was amazing how God moved in those situations. 
And in one, one, my, one of my favorite stories is this woman came up to me after a service. and I had preached in that church before, so I knew her. And I had watched the way she treated her husband. And let me just tell you this. He was just a good old country motorcycle good old boy. Everybody got you? Oh, and he, but he rode with motorcycle gang people. But he was just a good old boy. I, had the, I mean, this is back in the 90s. Nobody, that wasn't even popular. He had the hair, the, you know, he just, he looked like, pardon me, white trash. And she comes up on Sunday morning after service and she said, will you pray for my husband? Just crying. She's got a Polaroid. He just left. He's been gone a couple weeks. And she said, I want you to pray that God will bring him back. And man, I'm telling you, the spirit of faith rose up in me. I looked at her, I said, I will pray. And I said, he will come back. I said, but you have to do some things. And she looked at me and she said, what? And this is exactly what I told her. I said, you need to hush and shut up dogging him. Because I'd watched out there and she'd dog him. Who in here knows nobody likes to be dogged? And uh, I said, and you need to love him. And I said, he wasn't, a, I said, you weren't a Christian when you got married, was you? She said, no. I said, then he didn't marry a Christian. He married you. I said, now you're a Christian and you want him to be one too. And I get that. I said, but you don't need to let Jesus be the invisible boyfriend in the room. I said, you need to love him. I said, you need to love him and let you understand that means in all ways. She looked at me. I said, because I said, you've been cold towards him because he ain't living right. She goes, yeah. So we had that conversation went on a little bit and then we prayed. And he, he, he I, so I preached back there a couple months later and he was there. And he said he was driving down in New York City on his motorcycle with his gang friends. And he said something hit him. And he just turned his bike around, told his, told his guys, he says, I gotta leave. And drove all the way back home. Came to church next Sunday, got saved. It happened because, and our prayer that day was that God would remove the blinders so that he could see. And so uh, we just finished a series up, it's, on, it's online, it's on YouTube, about praying for the will of God and getting divine revelation. And in that, if you want it, I'll send them to you. Uh, there's two scriptures in Ephesians, Ephesians 1 Ephesians 3, of how you should pray for your family. Now, so what I want us to do is I want us to pray for those family now, and I want you to have them on that card. And if you don't mind, when we take up offer, I want you to put them in the offering plate so I can pray for them. And I'm going to pray for them every day, and we're going to believe for God to bring them in the kingdom. Can I have an amen? Now, when I say that, I'm prompted on this. That doesn't mean into your kingdom, that's his kingdom. So don't criticize the God's journey. Who in here knows it says he leads us in the paths of righteousness. Path is plural. So it may not be your path, but it's his path. So don't criticize that. Can I have an amen? We undo many spiritual things in our family's life because we critique it. When we should just champion it. Well, I just want them to walk in all that I know. Well, you didn't walk in all that you know now, back then. Can I have an amen? Have some grace. My gosh, I'm preaching good. We're about to take a great offering, I can tell. Can I have anyone? Okay. So um, has, everybody got the, has everybody got your elements? Okay, now if you got a sheet of paper, we're gonna do this this way. This is where I saw my heart. If you got a sheet of paper and you got somebody's name on it, if you will, put your name on it too, so I, I, won't, I won't confuse families. But, uh, but if you got a sheet of paper and you got somebody, stand up. If, if you got a sheet of paper and you're looking for somebody, stand up. Now everybody's gonna stand up in a moment. 
but we're gonna pray first over these, these people standing and then we're gonna take communion. Now I'm, I'm gonna throw this out. Who in here knows Jesus loves us? And he is our example. So I mean, you know, that's what we do with our family. That don't mean we embrace sin, but that don't mean we kick them. Can I have an amen? I think one of the nicest compliments I've gotten from sinners, and I think it's a criticism from saints, is I don't criticize sinners. I don't condemn them. And I've even had people say, well, you ain't like some guys. You, just, you don't make me feel bad. I, I, but then they'll look at me later and go, I'm sorry I cussed. I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, buddy, I ain't the one gonna send you to heaven or hell. I said, that ain't my job. I said, my job's to love you. And I love you. I said, you know, I, but so what am I doing in that moment? I'm using that to preach. I said, you know, salvation's up to you. Because whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's all you gotta do. You ain't gotta be clean. You just gotta but respond. And so um, as we get ready to pray in this, and then we're gonna receive communion. Because uh, I believe as a church, we're in a time of uh, God's open hand and God's moving hand. We'll talk about that in a minute. So, so go ahead and take the element out because we're gonna do this uh, and, and get ready for that. But if you're standing right now with your card, hold it in your hand and hold it up. Father, in Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over these family members. We plead the blood of Jesus over these family members. Father, we invoke Acts 16.31 to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. Father, specifically in realms where it's sons and daughters, we as parents exert our authority over their life. Uh, and Father, I'm not, not that we're making, but Father, we are not we do have the authority to control Satan and command him to leave. So we command those blinders to be gone from their eyes, from our, our, our mamas, our daddies, our uncles, our aunts, our cousins, whoever they name may be, but for especially children. We command those blinders to be gone. We command, Father, that your light begins to shine into their life and that they can see the light and that in Jesus' name, that the revelation of who Jesus is and that the love you have for them shines in their heart. That every word of God they've ever heard, every sermon they've ever heard that's got the word of God in it does not return void, but it accomplishes where you sent it and it works in their life right now. Your word is working in their life. Verses they haven't heard in years naturally bring up in their heart. In fact, Father, bring it up in their dreams. Bring it up on their Facebook. Bring it up on their social. Let them see good preachers, loving preachers, not condemnation, not, not criticism, not people throwing rocks, but people throwing rope to reach out to them and to see them saved. And Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name that angels go forth and help guide their steps to the, to the harvest workers and that you take harvest workers across their steps to preach the gospel. And Father, right now, say this with me. Say, I surround them with love. I surround them with faith. I surround them with hope. I thank you, Father, that you're moving in their life. And your word will be accomplished in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. amen. Now stand up, everybody, as we get ready to receive communion. Father, we consecrate ourselves to you right now through Holy Communion. We thank you, Father, for the provision of communion. 
that it is the covenant part of the meal of our healing, of our wholeness. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that healing power flows in our lives. Spirit, soul, body, financially, socially, in every way we need. And we receive your body broken for us. We do it in remembrance of you. We break this bread, if you can break it, and we eat in Jesus' name. Take and eat of the Lord's body. In the same manner, Father, we take this cup and we thank you, Father, that this blood was spilled for us. And this is a covenant sign of your love. As Henry said this morning, when we join in covenant, you never stop your part of the bargain. You always, always love us. And this is the sign of it. So Father, we receive it. And we thank you, Father, right now that your blood is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. By your blood, your love has been given unto us. And by your love, we love all brethren. And we walk in love. Say that with me. I walk in love. Even with my family. Say that. <laughs> so I take of this cup and I drink, Father, right now. We hold it up to you. And we thank you, Father, for your blood. We do it in your remembrance. And we receive its sacrifice and its redemption that it promises. So we take and drink in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. Now look at somebody and tell them God's good. All the time. And uh, give a real quick, you may be seated. Give a real quick testimony. Um, um, gosh. I can't think of your name. Yeah, Kathy. Yeah. God. I don't know if I get this way, I can't think. Um, but Kathy had a great testimony this week. They, they told her that she's gonna need dialysis, need dialysis, need dialysis. And guess what they told her this week? She don't need dialysis. Can I have an email? Amen. You know, yeah, I, I think, um, again, this is me. I always like to try to point that out. I can show some scripture for this, but this is, um, you have to fight to stay healed. And most people think it just happens cause you know, well, that's the Lord's will. No, you have to fight for the things of God. And um, you have to, you know, Satan ain't ever easy. And uh, Lord, family ain't easy. Can I have an amen? So y'all should amen to that a lot cause your family's not in here. Can I have an amen? Okay. Um, and we're gonna receive our uh, morning tithes and offerings this morning. and. Uh, couple things and then uh, we're actually going to receive two offerings this morning. Uh, one's for tithes and offerings and one's a, a building fund. Uh, but, but I want to use this verse. Uh, this is um, Mark chapter 4. This is verse 14. This is the only verse I want to use here. Um, but I'd encourage you to read 13 all the way to 20 because it is the story of the sower sows the word. I heard and I've seen it and it's in the word of God. Jesus actually said, if you can understand this parable, you can understand all things in kingdom. Because this whole kingdom operates with seeds. Everything on this earth. First thing God told Adam was, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And then right after that, he gave him authority over everything. But it says to every herb bearing fruit, every seed producing fruit 
after it's time. Who in here wants to stay healed? Say amen. amen. You know what you need to do? Pray for healing for other people. Who in here, you know, I've said this, you know, I thank God I got three good kids. And that's because we beat them. Can I have an amen? I'm just teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. We probably didn't spank Luke enough. And um, just teasing. But I have three. But what did I do for years? I spent time with other kids. And I would remind God sometimes of that, especially when I was far away preaching. I said, God, I said, you need to take care of my kids because I'm not there and I'm expecting to. I was sewing. I look at everything like that as sewing. I went somewhere this week, and I got to be honest, um, my money's been a little tight, uh, personally, and I didn't really have it do it, but I still, you know, and I got to be honest, the service wasn't that great either where I went, but I've told you before how much I usually tip. I tip to 20, and I did it because of one thing, the sower sows. But it's funny, though, every now and then I go somewhere, and I mean, I've been someplace, and they, people buy my dinner, and I'm like, you ain't got to buy my dinner. And they're like, you know, but I want to. And then sometimes I don't even know. Let that happen today, Lord. Oh, it will happen today because we're having lunch here. Can I have an amen? <laughs> but you, you have to sow. Now, the promise is that we will reap. Amen. There's only one place that you don't reap. And we aren't going to preach that or get into that much. But it says here, those that are cares who, uh, these are sown, ones sown by the wayside, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. So that's the only group that doesn't reap. That's why I said healing's always a fight. You always have to fight for the things of God. You have to fight for peace. You have to fight for holiness. You have to fight for righteousness. You have to fight for prosperity. You have to fight for it. But when you fight for it, it's the good fight of faith. Amen? Amen? Because we've already won. So as we get ready to give this morning, again, all the giving ways, I think they, they rotate and scroll online. And um, now, yeah, if you will, now I want you to put the uh, prayer cards in there too. If you are a first, second, or third time guest, if you will take a moment and fill out a connection card and put that in the uh, offering plate. And um, again, there's all the ways to give. There's all cash out, PayPal, and uh, give.gracesummitchurch.org is the website. You can always give that way. Um, but when you give, that's the other side, fight for it. Believe that you receive the harvest. And don't ever let the day you live in dictate what you do. Amen. You let the Spirit of God dictate what you do. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Amen. So, bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to give, to sow, to plant, to reap, to harvest in the kingdom. We thank you, Father, right now that you meet every need that we have, the church has. But Father, you also give us eyes and vision for other people so that we can see lives changed, people saved, and spending eternity with you and with us. And that, Father, you are doing something greater in us together than you can ever do individually. So, Father, we bless those that give. We thank you, Father, that you bless them, that your grace is upon us. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. God bless you as you come up. As y'all do that, I'm just gonna keep talking. You go ahead and come on up. I um, uh, give a real quick, um, so, so we're, gonna, we're gonna do this for the next couple weeks, uh, if needed. Um, I told you we're gonna take two offerings today. Uh, who in here remembers a couple weeks, and I hate doing this on video, and I hate doing it while we stream, but uh, 
Who in here remembers us talking about, and uh, I think Elder Greg called it the poop fund. That was for the septic tank systems that, you know, the truth about the septic tank system, you know, I, um, I've never said this. I'm going to say it this morning. When Grace Summit moved into this building, the septic system had never been installed from when the building had been originally built. Um, our church, Grace Summit, is the one that paid to put in the pumps. So the septic system had been built, but the pumps had never been used, had never been put in and uh, turned operational. And um, so when we found that out, I looked at uh, somebody and I said, well, where do we buy the pumps? And the plumber's like, well, we've got the pumps. They're still sitting in the plastic. And so we had them installed, and that was 11 years ago. And so we've had to have one of them replaced. And that bill, uh, who, in, who in here believes that God meets every need? And who is here is thankful that you're not having to climb down into a septic tank? Can I have an amen? And so uh, that might be one of my greatest thanksgivings right now, that I did not have to climb in there and fix that. But it cost about $2,500 more than um, estimated um, because that was a lot of poop, amen, and, um, and oh, a lot of work changing out one of those pumps and bringing in, anyway. Um, and so when we did all that, uh, we're about 2,500 short. So if you can give to that right now, I want to ask you to give uh, whatever you can give. Uh, I had someone fuss at me last week, and I, and I get that, and I, and I took it well, and, I, and I, they weren't mean, but they told me, said, you don't ever talk a lot about you know, money stuff and needs, and I really don't. I grew up in churches where that's all we heard about, and you know, we had change offerings and penny offerings and this offering and that offering and happy birthday offering. I never understood if it was my birthday as a kid, how come I got to go up and give money to the church? Can I have an amen? I wanted people to come up and give me money. I mean, why, why say, you know, I, I might've got saved it for, but I didn't get sanctified. Can I have an amen? I mean, I didn't get all righteous. But I understand it now. But uh, so that's there. And then who heard this morning the fire alarm going off? Okay, y'all pray for me. I am tired of paying for that fire alarm to be fixed and it not fixed. And uh, we actually owe them, I actually told Chris Haley this week, I said, we're not paying them until it's fixed. I said, uh, that's all there is to it because they keep telling us, well, it's fixed. Well, they're about to get the mean side of me because fixed means you don't come back. Can I have an amen? At least not within three weeks or three months. Fixed should mean fixed year warranty, 90 day warranty, something. And so um, anyway, so, so there's that need there, but we haven't had to deal with that. Uh, the funny thing about the septic people is they finished the job probably about four weeks ago and we just got the bill and stuff. So anyway, so if you hold your offering in your hand as you get ready to give, you may have already walked it up, I don't know. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Father, right now we call this need met. We thank you that the poop fund is free and clear in Jesus' name. And that, Father, it is met, and we just uh, lay this before you, thanking you, Father, that you are faithful to meet all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. God bless you as you give. You can come on up, and uh, if there's any given music. And I always feel weird asking people to come up because a lot of people give online now. Um, Maybe we need people to just go through the motions so that I feel good. Can I have an amen? Because who in here knows Dave Ramsey people have to walk up? Dave Ramsey people don't believe in credit cards. Can I have an amen? Uh, they do have debit cards, but uh, amen. I, um, 
If you got your Bibles, turn with me this morning to uh, the, ver- the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 5. Look at somebody and say, God is good. Are y'all hot? Cold? Okay. I was going to say tough if you said cold, but anyway, okay. Uh, no, so, but who in here is enjoying the weather? Amen. Amen. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 10. Uh, we're talking about the uh, open hand of God, the, the, or the good hand of God. I had someone, in a minute, um, I'll answer or, or talk, give an update on the uh, building thing, um, which I guess, you know, everybody knows about it now. I mean, um, real quick, we, we actually had a, there's a charter school that wants to purchase this property. And so uh, they've made an offer, and then well, they made a real lowball offer. And then, I mean, a real lowball offer. And then finally, our broker that we uh, had used for years, he actually shot a really high offer. And they came back with a really good offer. And then I asked for more money, and they gave that offer. So it was for, they want to buy it for $3.8 million. And the broker value is a little less than that. So it's, it's a good offer. It's a really good offer. I had a Foursquare guy actually tell me, he said, um, as I, I said last week that under, because the way this loan is done in here, uh, there's a little more money owed on it than what we owe, which goes all the way back to uh, living way days, the original days. And so instead of getting about $2 million when we leave, we'll get a, only get about a million. Um, that frustrated the living snot out of me right at first. Um, now, if you look at it in light of, of righteousness, it shouldn't. Foursquare paid that money. Uh, Foursquare in 09 or 10 paid about $4 million to uh, make sure that this property stayed in the hands of the, the local church. That's a lot of money. Can I have an amen? amen? If only I could find 4 million people to give me $1. Let us pray in Jesus' name. Okay. Um, have y'all ever thought that way? If I could just get 4 million, if I could just get a million people to give me $1. And... Um, so anyway, but um, it's not by little or by might that God can deliver. And so we always have to remember that. And, and I've really come to a place, you know, this was uh, Tuesday night where I just let it on the altar and I said, you know what, God, I believe your hand's in this. Now, now here's the side. Uh, we've signed contracts. They've signed contracts. Um, and I thought it would probably take quicker, but because of zoning, it could be April late March, April, May, before we, you know, it closes. And the one thing I did not say last week, and I apologize, is if it does close, and uh, they, they use this phrase, if the, if the, if there is a, the, if the deal is consummated, that was a funny word, uh, we will have a year to use the event center and a classroom for our services rent-free during that transition time. And so I didn't say that last week. So it's not like on the day of sale, we got to, you know, we're homeless on the side of the road. Um, but the other side to that is uh, that this may not even happen. They've got a bunch of hurdles to go through zoning and, and all that to make sure they can make this a school, which they can. Um, I mean, Lord, we, church can make it a school. So, so they can, but the who in here knows the county has their process. And dear Lord Jesus, give us grace if we don't follow that process. And so even though it can't. So, so there's some things, so... Um, I'm saying all that to say this, uh, I was real frustrated about some of the money, but I mean, I, I get it. You know I mean? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, if, if, if our church, I even, uh, if our church had made a $20,000 
a month payment, which we never had, and we've never paid anything near that. First year we were here, we paid 3,000 a month for this building. And our payment now is 8,300 a month. And, um, and God's always met our needs, regardless of size. I've always been thankful and blessed and, uh, and there's online giving and stuff and you can't judge just what you see on, for the counters on here because there's online giving and, and God brings it in. And uh, who in here knows we always are believing for more? Amen. Can I have an amen? Because everybody's always believing for more, amen? Um, I, I want uh, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, amen? Why? Because then you got more to do with and more to bless with. Um, but I was, I was kind of frustrated. And actually, the guy who's in Foursquare, who's over the property, he actually made the comment. He said, well, I'm just going to tell you. And he, I mean, he doesn't know I'm preaching this. He said, if the good hand of God can bring a deal like this to you, he goes, God can do anything in your life. Amen. He says, buddy, he said, this is probably the sweetest deal I've seen. He said, this is a great deal for your church. And it is. And he told me, he says, I'm not saying that to talk you into anything. He said, this is for y'all's your church to decide. He said, um, he said but, but it is. And, um, but again, it's no promise. So somebody asked me, are you going to be sad if it don't work out? Not one bit. Are you going to be excited if it does work out? I'll probably, be a, I'll be a little more excited if it works out than I will be sad if it doesn't. Because I wasn't looking for this. Can I have an amen? They came up and looked and knocked on our door. So since I wasn't planning on it, my eggs aren't in that basket. Now I have to be ready in case that basket gets delivered. In fact, I even looked at some of the sound and video people. I said, we got to start thinking in case this goes through, how do we handle it? What do we do? So, so there's some preparation and stuff. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff to put in storage, if, if you know and all that. But you know what? As my daddy would always say, son, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. And there's some good wisdom in that because that's actually, that's actually Jesus' words that take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought of itself. It's exactly the same parallel. And so, um, so, so anyway, so that's kind of an update. So we're waiting on the force court has to have a, a vote on the ninth. That's total formality. Um, and so um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, the other side to that is this, if I'd encourage you to, who in here prays for the church, say amen. amen. And pray that God, you know, thing. I actually told uh, Paul, force court guy, he made a comment about something. I said, well, Paul, I didn't look for our first building. I said, I didn't look for this building. I said, I believe God's big enough to bring us the next good building. And he told me, and he laughed. He said, well, and again, he's like, well, if God can do it for anybody, he'll do it for you. You know, because um, I just, I just, and I believe that. That's why I use that phrase, look at somebody and say, God is good, God is good to me. If God's gonna be good to anybody, God's gonna be good to me. And I've told y'all this before, I had to fight to believe that. Amen. Because I had been taught from people just indirectly, who are you to think God will ever use you? You know what I'm saying? You just hear people talk and, and, you, and you develop that self-consciousness. Now, who in here knows God's hand is good? Amen. God's hand is good when you're on his side. And God's hand is not so good when you ain't on his side. Can I have an amen? First Samuel chapter 25. I just want to point this out. I'm sorry, chapter, verse five, chapter verse 10, not 25, 510. Therefore, they sent the ark of God to Ekron so it was as the ark of God came to Ekron that the Ekronites cried out saying, they have brought the ark of God and of Israel to us to kill us and our people. That is not the invitation they were expecting. But who in here knows that the ark of God, the presence of God was known to be destructive to those against God and a blessing to those who was with God. Now who in here has ever heard the story of Obed-Edom? 
I love the story about Obed-Edom. I love that name. I wish I had named Luke Obed-Edom. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Obed-Edom Vaughn. We just call you O. <laughs> I would have never done that to you. Your mama would have never let me do that to you. But Obed-Edom was a man in the, in, the, in the nation of Israel, and they were moving the ark, and David didn't do it right. And here's the bad thing with that bad, is the ark moved, and when it moved, a guy by the name of Uzzah tried to grab it and stop it, and it killed him. Now, here's something sad that people don't know. I mean, who in here knows the power of God is powerful? And just because you mean to do right doesn't mean it covers you. Your, your intentions just don't cover you. Obedience is what's required. I saw this this week and I loved it. Who in here knows that the ark that Noah built did not save mankind or animals? It was Noah's obedience that saved all that. That was what it was. So it's obedience. Now the bad thing was is Uzzah was just trying to help, but the problem was was his leader was messed up. He wasn't doing it right. That's one reason I've always told people, you better watch what church you would go to. Now, and I've said this all my life. I've always regretted. I've always regretted my kids never went to a great, 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 gigantic church. Now, Living Way was, had some size and had a good youth group, but I, I, I never cared as a parent. I've never cared about that. Well, I just want my kids to want to go to church. My kids wanted to go to church because I told them they wanted to go to church. Can I have an amen? Now, number two, I don't have a lot of grace for parents who let their kids dictate their life. I really don't. Be a parent. But Luke and Sarah Beth and Molly, we told them, but I want them to make sure they have sound doctrine. Now here, I'm gonna say, I'll just say this a lot. Here's a way most Christians screw their kids up. Really bad. They believe one thing in here, they preach one thing at home, and they go to the big church they don't even agree with theologically because, I, I, honest to God, do y'all like that church? They've got a slide for the kids. And do they teach Jesus? Do they teach that he's uh, uh, salvation? Do they teach the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking to Do they preach that God's a healer? Do they preach that God wants them to be blessed and well, have a sound mind? And you have parents who say, they'll, 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 they'll preach that at home and they take them here. I'll even throw it the other way. They don't believe any of that and they let them go to the church that does. You still got a kid who's gonna be screwed up somewhat because they have a dual mindset from their parent. And it'll get to the point to where they don't know whether or not to believe their parent. That's some great wisdom in preaching right there and everybody should have said amen. But, but that's the reason why some kids get messed up spiritually. Now who in here knows too, if you're in the light, as he is in the light, God can keep taking you into more light. But see, a lot of times we, we chase the wrong thing. And so Obed-Edom was this guy just sitting on the side of the road. I'm just making that, this is my, okay. He's just living his life. Uzzah dies and David finally realizes the, 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 the leader, we messed up. We better not take this ark anywhere else. So they take it to this guy's house. Now this is King David. This isn't President David. You know, in America, he'd have to get permission from the homeowner. This is King David. King, I want that room. Clean it out. Well, yes, sir. Could I ask what it is? It's the Ark of God. You know, Obed-Edom's like, oh, Lord Jesus, what, whatever, what, you know, he didn't say that. He's like, oh, 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 God. 
And it says that the blessing of God came on his life and his family's life for three months. And Obed-Edom never did anything for it. Which proves to you that grace is based on God's presence in our life, not just our whatever in our life. Again, obedience. What if Obed-Edom had said no? That favor would have never come in. Now see, that's where the obedience part is. And people say, well, he didn't have a choice. You know, there's a part to me that would even think in King David's day, David was not that dictatorial. That he would have, you know, I think Obed-Edom would have had had some voice. That's just me. That's just my conviction about, about David. Maybe not. But regardless, that favor came on his life. As long as that ark was there, favor flowed in his life. I guarantee you he had the best deals, the best crops, the best family time, the best everything for those three months. And this is just me. I would have begged to let the three months last longer. But who in here knows that in 2023, we are not bound to an ark because God's presence is in us because it says Christ in us, the hope of glory. Therefore, we never have to leave that. Now, again, let's go back to Second, um, First Samuel chapter five, but this is verse eleven. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, "Send away the ark of God of Israel. Let it go back to its own people, or its own place, so that it does not kill us and our people. For there was a deadly destruction throughout all the city. The hand of God was very heavy there, and the men who did not die were stricken with the." tumors, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. Again, when you are on God's side, God's favor always works with you. But whenever you fight the things of God, it always works against you. My first pastor I was at, now now, see, we don't preach this much, but you can find biblical precedent for this. And there was a woman in that town who um, was connected to some of the people in his church when they were starting it. And she was criticizing, and she got well over into criticizing him and to criticizing and blaspheming the things of the Holy Spirit. And the, and the pastor stood up, and something was said, and he said, just out of his mouth, just flowed these words. He says, I didn't want to say this. He said, but he just goes, if they don't repent, they'll be dead in three days. And everybody's like, well, that's kind of harsh. She's on the front porch of her house cursing and mocking the things of God and fell dead. Well, Pastor Chris, that just sounds kind of harsh. Again, if you're not walking with God where you should be. Now, I, I hadn't planned on this. It's too, it's too late. I'm, I'm gonna tease you with something. And then we'll go eat soup. And some of y'all will eat salad. But I have a conviction not to participate in you because it tastes like grass. Can I have an amen? Who said good for you? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Okay, I'm just teasing on to you. First John chapter one, this isn't in my notes. Verse five says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, 
We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But that is conditional. Let's go back to that verse one more time. That first verse of that word is, I'm sorry, the second, but if. So see, all the blessings of God are not, if you will, automatic. They are conditional. They're conditional not only of our obedience and our heart, but our passion for them. And, um, okay, where's Greg Welburn? Okay, is that, is that the music from the other church? Okay, give me one minute, we'll close and I'll deal with that. Um, but if we are in the light, there's a promise there. And that promise, if you will, is his hand working in our benefit. So we have to believe for it. Now somebody say, well, Pastor Chris, in my life, I don't feel like I experience it. Well, start expecting it. That's where it comes from. And start looking for it. Do the Ford story. The Ford, the, the Ford F-250, let that be a guide to you. Look for it all the time. Look for it all the time. Expect God's goodness. Why? Because it's working. And here's something I expect, I do. I believe for God's goodness to work just as much for me as it works against those that work against me. That's the principle. And if I keep my heart right and I'm doing certain things right, I have a right to believe that God will work in my behalf. And sometimes that means working against people. So when Molly bought her car, I'll close with this, Molly bought her car, uh, they didn't tighten the uh, oil plug. Oil runs out of the engine. We got up to the shop real quick. They told her that the engine was fine. They lied to me. Well, that didn't sit right because the guy told me you can't check compression on that engine. But that's a lie. And he knows I knew it was a lie and 20 other people in the showroom knew it was a lie because I made sure they knew. So we go in and they're gonna replace her car and this guy actually, he really kind of cheated her and which goes back to something else. And then Molly even got more money from him. Uh, Ford in Conyers, if you wanna know. And this guy looked at me and he's telling me, oh, this is the best I can do. I said, you're sure this is the best you can do for my daughter? He goes, oh yeah. I grabbed his hand. I said, well, let me tell you something. I said, I pray and God hears my prayers. So here's my prayer. I said, you got kids? He goes, I do. I said, if you're cheating, I'm, the whole time I'm holding his hand, I put him in tight. I said, if you're cheating my daughter, I said, your daughter's gonna be cheated all her life. I said, you're gonna reap exactly what you sow in this right here. And I had this stone. I said, y'all have already lied to me and you've lied to her. I said, so if you're lying, you're gonna pay a penalty. And he goes, okay. I said, that's all there is to it. He was gone in three weeks. Now somebody says, do you believe that was all to you? I think it was most to me, but all to his incompetence and his unrighteous life. And so he actually cheated her. Molly took a spreadsheet and went up there one day because the hand of God's on her. And she sat down with three grown men, young 20 year old girl, and put out this uh, spreadsheet of how they owed her some money. And the storm, the, the managers kind of insulted her and she looked back at him and fired something back at him. And the other two guys looked at him and laughed and basically agreed with her. So they gave her a check. God's hand of favor always works in your life. 
but you have to be working with it. And that's, again, you have to walk in the light that you have. Real quick throw out, and I end with these words. If you don't walk in the light that you have before God, it always causes a penalty. And what is that penalty? It says if we walk in the light as he is in light, what? The blood of Jesus covers us. Is that right? Was that right? So that means that that blood covers up things, heals things, fixes things that may have been messed up, that maybe you messed up because evidently it's there working. But when you don't walk in the light that God's given you or you willfully walk away from the light God's given you, that's where you play penalty. I have seen that my entire life. I have seen family destroyed. I have seen lives messed up because ministers and people would not walk in the light God gave them. And then years later, look at me and give me these words. I just don't know why God led us into all these things. Now see, I'm a pastor. I can't be a jerk, but I want to be the jerk. And every now and then I am the jerk because stuff like that needs to be corrected because God's not a liar and God is not uh, uh, an insolent dad who, who abuses his children. So there's been a few times I've looked and I said, well, it ain't God's fault. That was your fault. You shouldn't have done that. But God knows my heart. God knows that heart messed up and you did not obey. Can I have an amen? amen. Thank y'all for this wealth of excitement, enthusiasm on this hard moment. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much right now for your goodness to our life. Father, we just believe for your hand of goodness, your good hand to flow towards our life in every way. And Father, for us to walk in light, Father, if there's areas of our life right now that we're not walking in, if there's areas of sin in our life, you said that if we sin, all we have to do is confess and that you would forgive us. So Father, we ask you right now to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name. If there's anybody right now who'd say, Pastor Chris, my heart's not where it should be, but I need to make it right. Hold your hand up. Anybody at all. And as I look around the congregation, I think I know everybody. Just to make sure in case somebody watches this sometime later, as we know they will. Pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe and I submit that the Lord Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. I believe that. I confess him as my Savior. And I believe in Jesus' name that right now you work in my life. Your hand is moving in my life. And I will walk in relationship with you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody say amen. amen. Now, where's Greg Wilburn? Is he still not here? No, because I'm going to go deal with that other church. Can you come up and dismiss us? You don't mind? testing testing there's no sound I can at least give you something pretty to look at if they can't hear me <laughs> hello 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 okay hey <laughs> wasn't that wonderful 
We have such an anointed pastor, y'all. And I thank God for the leadership that we have every day. So I am going to close us out um, with our slides. Do we have slides? Okay, so November, November 19th, we have of the day that's going to be here giving us good praise and worship and ministering to us. So if you're online and you've never come to visit, please let this be your day to come out and visit with us. And if you are here visiting today, please come back. So we're having Grace Summit Church Range Day. I'm super excited because I get to participate. So this is November 11th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, if you have taken the, um, what is it? Yes, the basic safety class, please come out. Um, and this is at 775 Georgia 42. It's the uh, Amchar Georgia Gun Range. Second Saturday prayer is 5 p.m. That's next week. I'm actually together for the month of November. October threw me off a little bit. But next Saturday at 5 p.m., uh, we're doing Second Saturday prayer. And from what I hear last time, they went to the little pot pizza place down the street and had a phenomenal fellowship after that. And I think that's just going to kind of become a ritual that we do after we have prayer here. Go down there and continue to fellowship in Jesus' name. Every Wednesday, we have an online exclusive Bible study with Pastor Chris. Um, you can catch it on uh, gracesummitchurch.online or it streams live on uh, YouTube as well. And that's at 7.30 p.m. And we had fun at the Harvest Festival. <laughs> and we had fireworks. <laughs> so thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I'm going to close this in prayer. If you would, please close your eyes. Lord God, we thank you, we bless you, we love you, and we honor you, Lord. We thank you for the eyes that are watching this sermon online who are not able to be in, pre in the presence with us today. And Lord, we thank you for all the families that are represented physically in the church today. And Lord, I just thank you for the calling that you have on our church body, for the impact that we will have in our community and are currently having. And Lord God, we just glorify you for the leadership that we have. We thank you for the wonderful word that we received today. And Father, we just ask that you bless this food that we are about to receive for the nourishment of our bodies. For Christ's sake, amen. Thank you.